0: Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95.
1: Now, this story gained a lot of attention this week with a special on RTE's primetime about over the counter medicines that contain codeine because there is some consideration being given to the move that they could become prescription only in the future. Documents from the Department of Health reveal that Ireland has a significant and widespread reliance on codeine-containing medicines. And Rebecca Barry from Life Pharmacy on Ennis Road joins us now. Good morning to you, Rebecca. Good morning, Julian. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, Rebecca, what do you think about this statement from the Department of Health? Is it something that you have noticed or that surprises you, this widespread reliance on codeine?
0: So I suppose as pharmacists, we're very much relied upon to give advice and recommendations for treating pain for various different reasons and um, one of the um, pieces we have in um, that advice is uh, what type of pain release we have so whether it be paracetamol, aspirin, ibuprofen and then of course the combination ones that include codeine as well and I, I suppose I'm sort of conflicted in my overall opinion on this as to whether they should become prescription only or not because While yes, it would make pharmacists' lives easier in that we wouldn't have to deal with these issues of potential addiction. Um, On the other hand, it is restricting access to pain relief in a situation where access to GPs can be difficult, can take time, um, delays, it can take days or weeks to get an appointment with your GP. And so I suppose anything that puts barriers to the access to medication is is a bit more difficult than it's a difficult question to answer. So I suppose also in the context of um, access to addiction services in Ireland being pretty limited, um, they vary and they're spread across the country across different areas of the population. But we don't have direct access to addiction services either, and then. I wonder whether um, possibly some other measures um, might be more appropriate than a simple um, one-size-fits-all change to prescription-only status for these. So that would include things like mandatory warnings on packs of medication-containing codeine, similar to what would be on um, packs of cigarettes. So mandatory warning about addiction, Um, maybe reducing pack sizes. Uh, improved awareness and um, public education campaigns. So I think maybe all of these um, should be considered as well. Ultimately the decision won't be pharmac- for pharmacists it's the HPRA which is the Health Product Regulatory Authority in Ireland. Um, the decision is with them at the moment they are in the middle of uh, a procedure um, whereby they are making a decision as to whether they should be moved to prescription only or not.
1: I would imagine if you have an addiction to codeine, though, I mean, the only way to feed that addiction is probably by going to very different pharmacies every time you need your fix. Because, I mean, any anytime I've asked for a codeine product in recent years, I always get asked, have I taken it before? I get warned, you're not allowed to take it, whatever. Is it more than three days in a row? I've never taken it two days in a row, but so, you know, I, I don't know the exact figure, but that... Um, you do, they do go through the, the process of what they're supposed to go through. So, I would imagine if you went back the next day and looked for another box of codeine, you'd been told that they wouldn't sell it to you.
0: Exactly. And um, this is one of the ways that uh, the Irish system has decided to um, deal with the issue of sale of codeine that it, um, it must be supplied by or under the direct supervision of a pharmacist. And that's so that we're aware of who's purchasing it. And I would say every pharmacist in the country is aware of a couple of people who they feel have problems with coding addiction. And it gives us the opportunity to intervene and speak to them about um, the fact that they may have an issue and that um, they should look to get access to addiction services or to speak to their GP by support for that. Um I, and maybe part of the solution to this should be uh, a referral program and, you know, a direct path to refer for people where we do suspect there might be issues.
1: Do you think we over medicate anyway in general, like, or, or when it comes to things like pain, headaches, you know, an ache or a pain here and there? Uh, is it wrong to pop some paracetamol or some salpidine time you feel that pain? Hello?
0: Hello? Yeah. Sorry, I just dropped, the line just dropped there for a second.
1: I'm just Um, asking, do we we reach for pain relief too easily? um,
0: Pain is a barrier to uh, quality of life. And while some people might, paracetamol is a very safe and very effective uh, pain relief medication. Um, Ibuprofen, when taken in the right circumstances, Um, with consideration for the side effects associated with it, is also very safe and very effective. So do we over-treat pain? Well, pain, if it's affecting your quality of life, needs to be treated. So, no, I wouldn't say that we over-treat pain, no.
1: What's the maximum dosage you can sell of sulfidine in one transaction?
0: One box. So 24 is the maximum pack size. And there are... Um, restrictions on the sale of any, you cannot sell any more than one pack of anything containing codeine, and um, 24 is the maximum pack size, so <clears throat> as you say, maybe that's something that could be looked at that it reduced to uh, maybe the 12 pack size um, and with mandatory warnings as well.
1: Um- Is it true that some people get a little buzz off it? Because I remember when I was in Australia, I met a woman who said, oh, in Ireland, can you get Feminax? Oh, when I was living in the UK, we used to get Feminax. It was great. You got a buzz off it. Do you know what she was talking about? But Feminax was one of those products that had codeine in it and some people seem to get that kind of lift of it is that that what makes it addictive i've certainly have exactly. never found that myself yeah, um, so but i have inhibited. found it very effective for for relieving pain yes so it
0: it's a um, mild analgesic it's also a cough suppressant but yes it does also have centrally acting effects So what that means is that it has effects on the brain and it is an opiate type painkiller it is a mild opiate but yes it can give some people that Um, feeling of wellness or as some people call it a buzz, yeah.
1: And is that what makes it addictive or is it the fact that they they may have chronic pain the whole time and so they're taking it more very frequently?
0: Uh, Both, so it's multifactorial so yes it is. Um, People will take it again and again to get that feeling of buzz again but yes it is also physically addictive.
1: Uh, And what is it if you have a situation where paracetamol doesn't work, but the codeine does, what reasons might that be for?
0: It's because it's a stronger, the combination is a stronger painkiller. So paracetamol on its own will be effective for a lot of pain. For some pain, it's not effective enough. So for maybe um, a more severe back pain or um they could have say a strained muscle in their neck or something like that and paracetamol alone is just not strong enough it's a mild analgesic by adding in an extra analgesic then you are adding to the pain relief benefits of it
1: If this becomes prescription only, can you see a situation where people just go abroad to get big stocks of it and then it becomes completely unregulated?
0: A good question, I hadn't um, considered that and I suppose that will be difficult because coding sales are restricted in the vast majority of jurisdictions so in some countries they are prescription only in other countries like in Ireland the sale of it is restricted to no more than one pack at a time under the supervision of a pharmacist so um, I'm not aware of any jurisdictions where it is freely available that you can purchase as much as you want
1: yeah, I suppose I'm thinking in terms of like, I remember, um, I used to go when I was on holidays in Donegal, would you often cross the border to Derry and, uh, you could get, uh, a little jar of paracetamol, um, in Derry for like about 36p. <laughs> and I'd, I'd always pick up, you know, just because yeah, even then paracetamol is regulated. You couldn't buy two yeah. packets, but it would yeah. last you for, for ages because it's not like I'm taking paracetamol even every week. It, it might be, you know, once every two to three months I might have a headache or something that might need treating. But uh, similarly, you know, if salpidine became a prescription-only thing here, I'd just solve it that way. I'd cross the border at some stage during the year and get myself a box that'd keep me going for the year rather than only buying it when I actually need it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And look, um, your question is very valid. We are a jurisdiction that has an open border with... Um, another jurisdiction and so patients will have access to over-the-counter medicines in the north which may be prescription only here and so yes that is a consideration that I'm sure the HPRA will be um, including when they make this decision.
1: It seems a very unfair way of reacting to the problem if they're not going to put the supports in place for people who have the addictions.
0: Exactly and I suppose this is why it's a, it's a really tricky question for even pharmacists to answer because um, I suppose as pharmacists we would an uh, a lot of the time now be advocating for um, more over-the-counter medicines to be available because of the difficulties with accessing GP appointments.
1: Yeah, very, very difficult one. Rebecca, if there's somebody listening and they fear that they may have an over-reliance on a codeine product or that they know somebody who does, what would be your advice just to, to try and get that GP appointment?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Speak to your GP is the first protocol. Um, the HSC's website um, that has a number of different resources that you can call on and um, bits and pieces of advice. You could call into your local pharmacy and ask to speak to the pharmacist in confidence. You can ask to speak to them in the consultation room anytime you'd like. And that's of course without appointment and for free. And, and they will certainly be able to sign coach you in the right direction to support.
1: Okay, well, it's certainly very difficult for anybody living with uh, chronic pain, and to develop an addiction on top of it would just exacerbate any problems that they'd be having. Um, Rebecca Barry from Life Pharmacy on the Ennis Road, thanks for joining us on Limerick today this morning.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick today.
1: With Gillian Devlin in for Joan Ash on Live 95.